Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This is the second show in our Give Your Business a Fresh Start series in partnership with Blue Jay Solutions. I hope you're enjoying the series so far because I know I am. And we have so much more great content to come around technology and all the different ways it can help our businesses. In episode one, we talked to Bryant all about data and visibility why it's so important, the impact of last year, and how Blue Jay solutions are innovating in this area to create unparalleled levels of visibility for their customers. And today in episode two, we're talking about simulation and using AI to model scenarios within the supply chain so we can predict the future and stay ahead of the game. So welcome to the show, Pam. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you on the show. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about simulation and AI? Sure. So my name is Pam Reber. I'm a solution consultant with Blue Jay Solutions, so working on the pre-sales side. Uh, I kind of bridged the gap uh, with product and the sales team, and I actually had uh, firsthand experience in building out this transportation modeling solution that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so that was a pretty awesome experience. Uh, I think the one thing um, that's going to surprise people about just AI and machine learning in general is its rapid adoption um, and the speed at which shipper companies or just companies in general are going to need to be able to adopt this solution to better help them uh, navigate the future, especially with these unprecedented times like this past year we've had with COVID. Right. Absolutely. And when you and I were talking before this episode or before we started recording, you had mentioned that you're seeing this more and more on RFPs. Is that right? Yeah, this is a, is a definitely a, a box that needs to be checked um, for people out in the market who are looking for a TMS or just a, a solution in general to manage their freight. So, yeah, we've seen it pretty much on every RFP that we get, uh, which is kind of uh, one of the the boxes we wanted to check. So we made sure that we partnered with the the right partner here to build out this solution, and we're really happy to to bring it to market. Amazing. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, obviously, people are, you know, really interested in this. So let's start by talking about what simulation is in this context. Can you explain it for us? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and I think we've had kind of that debate internally, actually, as well. So um, in this instance, BlueJay's transportation modeling tool uses an optimization algorithm paired with some user-defined inputs to run simulation-type exercises or what I'm going to call what-if type scenarios, right? So for example, what if I could maximize my loads to only have five stops? What would that look like, right? Or what if I consolidated raw materials with my refrigerated products? What does right. that look like, right? So the user has control to build out some of these hypothetical custom what-if type scenarios, or some might refer to kind of as a simulation, um, and then take a look at what those results are and really dig into them. Amazing. And I can, you know, just from those two examples, and I'm glad that you shared those with us, I can see the use of simulation, especially when we're talking about supply chain and we're talking about transportation. I mean, you know, I, I think about where we were 
10 or 15 years ago and think about where we are now and where we're going with what you're talking about in simulation. And it's just going to change the game. So, you know, you're the first TMS provider, um, and you kind of alluded to this in your introduction, to build a modeling solution on the Lamasoft Akupa Company's cloud platform. Tell us about that. What was the need and how did that collaboration come about? Yeah, so Blue Jay Solutions is definitely known for its best-in-class TMS, right? So we take orders in, we build them into loads, we can route them to the appropriate carriers, and along the way, we're capturing all of those data points, right? So we know that there are network optimization studies out there, but some of them can take weeks or even months to complete due to one resources, right? Because not everybody has the skill set to do that. Um, and then also just the access to the data in general, right? So some of these shippers don't have data in an easy, usable format to run analysis on, right? So mm -hmm. that being said, we wanted to provide a hands-on self-service tool that could be stood up rather quickly, um, that was really easy to use, but still powerful enough to identify some key potential areas of opportunity. So who better to partner with than Lamasoft, a Coupa company, who is the industry leader in optimization and sim simulation. So we're leveraging their cloud-based solution, and we built out the Blue Jay transportation modeling solution. And we feel this is going to be a great complement overall to the TMS because it can provide some insights um, into maybe some potential rules or policy changes that could be implemented, um, which isn't something that's native to a TMS. Right. And, you know, I love, uh, I always say, you know, collaboration is the future of business. And I'm glad that we're talking about this as a collaborative opportunity. Um, you know, and I, and I think that there are so many amazing products out there or technologies out there. And the fact that Blue Jay Solutions was able to identify you know, where they wanted to go for their customer and how best they could support their customers' needs. And that they looked into the market and found a partner that they could collaborate with to really bring all of that together. Um, so kudos to, you know, Blue Jay Solutions and Lamasoft Akupa Company coming together to really provide a, a solution that's going to be a game changer for your customers. So let's dive into that a little bit more because I want the audience and and you know, people listening, obviously, even some of your customers that are already using the TMS that may not be using the modeling solution. Let's d dig a little bit deeper in that. What kinds of scenarios can you model within the supply chain using this application? I mean, you, you did allude to a couple at the beginning, um, but let's dive a little bit deeper. Sure. So today, the tool really focuses on three key areas of opportunity. Uh, and the first one of those is consolidation, right? So how much consolidation can we use or can we do utilizing the optimization functionality, right? So consolidation definitely helps reduce cost, and that's a big factor um, moving forward, right? The second one that we look at is flexible date shifting. So what if I had some leniency from my vendors and I got a little lead time on my pick? Or if I get some leniency with my customers on the delivery as far as my time frame, right? So that would open up some consolidation opportunities. And what do those opportunities look like, right? And then I could have those conversations with my vendors or my customers to, to navigate that. 
And the third one is kind of around the flexible date shifting as well, um, but it's around mode conversion um, and specifically from shifting truckload to intermodal. So if we had some flexibility on those dates and I could open up that leniency, which would open up opportunity to shift things from truckload to intermodal, there could potentially be a cost savings there as well. And what does that savings look like and, and how do we get there? Yeah, and I think not only the cost savings um, on that particular scenario, but if we're all looking at sustainability and a potentially our carbon footprint, it could be a game changer when it comes to your carbon footprint as well. Because as far as I know, you know, intermodal versus truck um, really helps reduce some of that carbon footprint as well. So there's really a, a notion of sustainability also within what you're bringing to the market. So how does it work? What does that look like in the platform? I mean, can customers make changes within the scenario as it goes along? Or is data input for inputted first, and then it runs a scenario for customers to analyze those results? Let's, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. I think it's a little bit more of the latter, right? Um, but essentially, it's both. So as I mentioned before, we wanted to build out a solution that was quick to stand up, that was easy to use. Um, so really, just in a couple of clicks, in a matter of minutes, from inside the TMS, a user can transfer the shipment data, the load data, the rate data that's needed to run the transportation modeling tool um, into the tool itself. So it's that quick, that easy. Um, within a few minutes, they can be up and running. Uh, so once the information is uploaded into the transportation modeling application, we scrub it. We want to go through and clean it and make sure that we have a good solid baseline that they can run these scenarios uh, against and that we can measure against. So from there, a user can build those kind of what if type scenarios that we alluded to earlier. Uh, there's some user inputs. They can select a few things, maybe like they want to set the maximum weight uh, per load, maybe the maximum number of pallets they want per load. Um, maybe they want to select, they can uh, include their dry goods on their reefer freight, um, if that's an opportunity. So after they put in those user-defined constraints, they click a button, it says solve, and it runs five pre-configured scenarios. Huh, five. Yep. So of the five scenarios, the first one we kind of talked about, which is that baseline. So that's the original data set that was imported into the application that is representation of the actual scenarios that were executed within the TMS. From there, the next one is going to be what we call the optimized baseline. So we're going to run that baseline scenario against the transportation modeling algorithm, and we're going to determine optimal consolidation opportunities. And then from there, we have three other scenarios that run that are all around the date flexibility. Um, and the first one is going to be, what if we had one day of pick leniency? The second one is going to be, what if we had one day of drop leniency, right? So adding a day to our drop. And then the third one is, what if I had opportunity on both ends? So what if I could add one day to my pick and one day to my drop? So out of the box, those five solutions are going to run. 
Now, once they run, uh, the, the, the results are going to be displayed visually uh, on maps and graphs and in a table so that a user can quickly compare all the KPIs across the five different scenarios. They can filter the data, they can sort the data, so they can take a little bit more of a granular look maybe at a specific lane, uh, a specific origin or facility, a destination, or even mode, for example. I that I am so excited for this. I want to go in and uh, take a look at it and play around with it and uh, see what it does. I mean, you're painting an amazing picture, um, especially for me and the audience to really get a good sense of what that will do for you. And you know, I'm my my mind is spinning because I can think about all of the the different you know challenges that supply chain. Uh, professionals are having in this regard and just, you know, with a click of the button, being able to have the different scenarios. One question that I do have, though, are, are you able to share this data with your, you know, transportation provider, and then potentially your, your customer to let them know, you know, what you're doing and, and what they're going to be receiving? Or what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so within the tool, there is the option to export the data. You can export it at the shipment level or at the load level. Uh, so you can definitely export that information and use that to drive those conversations with vendors or customers um, and the like to kind of show them the results of the what if um, option. So what if we did this or what if you were yeah. able to do this? Um, this is the hard data to, to show you the results before actually implementing Amazing. I, I love that. I mean, it just takes collaboration to a whole new level and brings everybody into the the data and being able to be predictive rather than uh, reactive. So you touched on it a little bit already. My my wheels are spinning about the the uh, all of the benefits that could come from using a tool like this. But what are what are the benefits of being able to anticipate and predict like that? Are you are you seeing? Like what, what benefits are you seeing from, from your customers? We're going to get into a case study so that you can paint a little bit more of a picture just in a moment. But the benefits that you're seeing across the board for your customers, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so continuous improvement is a, is a huge vital component for many shippers, right? So the transportation modeling tool can help identify key areas of opportunity and allow a shipper to evaluate an impact of a decision before they actually make the decision, right? So with some user inputs and with the outputs from each one of these scenarios, they can dive in, do the analysis, and then from there, they can potentially put in new processes, new policies, or maybe it's a simple just configuration that can be done within the TMS. Um, so, so far today, shippers who have adopted the transportation modeling tool uh, have seen an average cost savings um, just from the optimization uh, aspect of 17 to 22%. Um, wow. It's increased truck utilization um, between 15 and 19%. And we've seen a reduction in the total distance traveled between 17 and 23%. So just in its early infancy, we're seeing definitely some, some big advantages uh, that this tool um, has to offer. 
Absolutely. And going back to my point about sustainability, I mean, those last two stats that you gave us are, you know, closely linked to reducing carbon footprint as well. So amazing, amazing. So let's dive in a little bit deeper and hone in on one specific customer. Let's talk about a case study of how this kind of planning and predicting has helped one of your customers. What was the challenge that they had? What was the solution? Or obviously, this is the solution. But what did the solution look like for them? And ultimately, what was that benefit? Yeah, so we were approached by a food manufacturer who was very interested in trying to find the balance of cost versus uh, cost versus service. So we know consolidation can help reduce costs, and to your point, it, you know, carbon footprint and a bunch of other things probably uh, along with that. Um, but the big factor, I think, is cost from a shipper perspective, right? That's number yeah. one. Um, so where's the balance, right? So how much consolidation should we do or how much should we not do? Um, and then does that level of consolidation impact my overall service to my customers, right? So service and on-time delivery is extremely important when delivering to some of the major retailers like Walmart and Target, where some of those OTIF penalties can come into play. So we took a couple of approaches to help them find the answer. Um, the first approach, we wanted to see the impact of providing just optimum service to all customers, right? So shipping everything direct to the customer, no consolidation. So we took a sample set of their data, we ran it through the transportation modeling tool, and in doing so, based on their rates and some historical on-time performance metrics, the, the costs come out to roughly around $2.3 million to ship direct to the customer, and the on-time delivery was right about 90%, so pretty, pretty good. Now, the second approach we took, uh, we wanted to see kind of what the opposite of that is, right? So we wanted to find the lowest cost option, and we wanted to just max out consolidation. So in doing so, for this scenario, we saw a significant reduction in cost, which is what we would expect. And the cost for this, yeah. this uh, option was around $1.3 million. Wow. Yeah. So a significant, like 40 to 45% savings there, right? But that came with a cost. And that cost was the on-time delivery percentage dropped to about 84%. Okay. So now trying to find the best balance between cost and service, we ran more scenarios through the tool. So what if we capped consolidation at two stops or three stops or four stops and so on? Um, in the end, we were able to determine the scenario that provided the best balance between cost and service was the scenario that allowed four stops per load. So allowing four stops per load the total cost to serve was a little bit over 1.3 million. So very similar to that first scenario, right? Yeah. When we shipped direct to the customer. And we also saw that the on-time delivery was roughly around 89%. So wow. again, kind of really close to that, that first scenario where we're going direct to the customer, right? So yeah. with about 1% difference, um, we were able to kind of help them determine in order to capture the best balance between the service level and the cost, load should be built with a maximum number of four stops. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, if you think about it, right, you're, you're saving them a million dollars in transportation costs. 
And you're also delivering the customer experience that they need to help retain their customers at the same time. And you're giving them, you know, a what if scenario that they can take and put into reality and make this happen and, um, you know, really just increase the, the organization's efficiency and output of how they are handling not only their transportation, but also their customer experience. And I talk about this a lot because supply chain and customer experience are very, very, very tied together and they're linked. And it's super critical, especially in today's world, that we take into consideration customers' experience. And this what-if scenario that you can take and put into reality and have the percentages. It's not about trial and error anymore in reality, right? Where you're going to potentially suffer on the customer experience side. You are taking this in a simulated environment, running the different scenarios, and then taking it into reality and being able to deliver. Absolutely. Amazing. I love that. I, I love that. I'm so excited for this, uh, for this product. And I'm really glad that we're talking about it today because I'm, I'm certain that the audience is going to find so much value in this. And I'm glad that you guys are doing this collaborative partnership with Lamasoft, a Coupa company. So, you know, we talk about the use of AI and machine learning. It's rapidly increasing. You told us at the beginning of this conversation that more and more shippers are requiring it as as a part of their RFPs. And, you know, clearly from our conversation today, it's bringing a huge, huge benefit. So are applications like this the future? And how does the technology sit alongside people? Now, this is a big question. It's something really big to unpack because obviously with the discussion around AI and robotics and machine learning comes the question about what do we do about people in their jobs? Can the two combine harmoniously? What do you think? Absolutely. Um, I think the adoption of the artificial intelligence and machine learning is, is going to be a key factor to successful companies moving forward. Um, having the ability to identify patterns and trends and maybe pinpoint some areas of opportunity within the business is a vital piece of continuous improvement, right? And that's only gonna help, I feel, people be more efficient um, in their jobs and allow them to focus maybe on some exceptions or other goals or initiatives within an organization. I don't think artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to replace people. I think it's gonna be a supplement, right? And it's gonna sit yeah. alongside people uh, but finding that balance, I, I think, is going to be the key uh, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that's the key component is that we're going to be able to work together. Um, and it's really just going to make, you know, our jobs a lot easier, but also provide us the time to really be creative and be more strategic, you know, and that's what we're really good at. So, um, you know, I hate to wind this down because you and I are having such a fun discussion about simulation and I really love this. Um, I think, I think that it's definitely the way of the future and what you guys are doing are, are really going to help not only in the efficiency and the cost savings part, but again, I want to bring up the sustainability and reducing carbon footprint because this is really going to help to be able to do that. And a lot of companies are looking at their sustainability strategies and reducing their carbon footprint and sort of asking themselves, what can I do? 
And, you know, I think that this uh, tool is really going to help companies and supply chain professionals be able to do that. So why don't you share before we go, why don't you share more about Blue Jays Solutions innovations over the past year? Yeah, so uh, over the last year, we've brought to market some new and exciting tools um, that I can share with you. And I think they've definitely assisted some of our shippers through this unprecedented year, right, with COVID and the pandemic. Um, it's It's been an interesting year, to say, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and so one of the solutions that we brought to market that kind of comes to mind first is our gatehouse solution. Uh, and that's a suite of mobile applications, um, and it definitely gained some traction during the pandemic because uh, it offers a more hands-off approach to the driver check-in process at shippers' facilities and in the yard. Um, and it's directly integrated into the Blue Jay Transportation Management Appointment Scheduling Module. Um, so that was a big one um, right out of the gate when the, when the pandemic hit. We saw some traction there. The second one I can talk about um, is our freight market index. Um, So it's a one of a kind benchmarking report that focuses on specific transportation KPIs. So it allows a shipper to better understand how they're performing um, compared to others relative to them in the industry, right? And it helps them better understand uh, and how to work through these volatile times, especially in the market with, with capacity being the way that it is and with rates being pretty much at, at the highest they've been in a while. Um, so that one was was definitely a, a big one that we brought to market as well. Um, and I thought we and we even um, offered it um, free to, to shippers out there um, during the pandemic as a way to, to give back. Um, so that one was pretty cool. Um, and then speaking about capacity, right? So capacity has been tight, rates are high. Uh, we also rolled out, excuse me, rolled out two other tools, um, SpotFinder and Spotlight. Uh, SpotFinder is essentially a search page that can help a shipper uh, identify potential carriers uh, for an uncovered load that they may have that's delivering within a certain proximity of the pick location of their load they're trying to cover. So it really gives them some insight into carriers that are going to be around that area that they can then um, communicate with and try to get that load covered. And then Spotlight, um, as crazy as this might sound, um, can identify loads that may produce as savings if tendered to the spot market. And I think in general, the spot market kind of gets a bad rap because most people think if you put something out on the spot market, it's going to inflate your costs, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But over the last year or so, that's not always been the case. And there is actually some savings opportunities if you were to post things out on the spot market, giving specific lanes and seasonality and things like that. Um, so what we do is we go ahead and compare uh, the routing guide rates or the contracted rates that we have in the TMS for a specific carrier, and we bump that against our blue decks rate. And if the blue decks rate is lower, um, then potentially if you put that load out to bid, you could get it at a lower rate than your contracted um, rate that you have in the TMS today. So that one's a, a really cool tool as well um, that we've brought to market over this past year. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that it has helped a lot of 
your customers and a lot of companies really get a handle on what's been going on because I know there's been a lot of capacity issues and different things like that. So really being able to have those insights and those tools, I'm sure have been absolutely critical. So with a network of 50,000 carriers and supply chain partners and over 7,500 customers in more than 100 countries worldwide, Blue Jay Solutions are on a mission to create the supply chain of the future. Their unique blend of data, network, and purpose-built advanced technologies, alongside their passionate customer-centric team, is guaranteed to help your business improve efficiencies, minimize risk, and capitalize on opportunities for profitable growth. For more information about Blue Jay Solutions, check out their website, bluejaysolutions.com. Thank you, Pam, for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, simulation, AI, and machine learning is a really interesting subject, one that I think is going to be quite new to some of our listeners, but it's definitely something that a lot more of us will be thinking about over the coming years. Don't forget to join us again next week for episode three of our Give Your Business a Fresh Start mini-series in partnership with Blue Jay Solutions, where we'll be talking all about the impact of international shipping and how we can use technology to help us better commit to sustainability. It's a really, really important and timely topic, so you don't want to miss that one.